Challenging men to be great men. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. This is our 100th Great Man Podcast, our 100th Great Man Podcast. I am so grateful. I hear about this podcast all the time. It really moves me. Uh, I've written a lot of books, and some of them have sold very well, and I speak a lot. But the thing I hear about the most, stopped in airports, whatever, is the Great Man Podcast. And I'm so grateful for that. And this is now our 100th episode. Thanks for being on the journey with us. Get it out there to other men. You know we don't sell stuff for profit. We're not trying to get, you know, it's not like this is some multi-level marketing plan. We're trying to impact men and do some good. So thank you for being with us. Thank God for 100 episodes. And uh, thank God for the ranking. And uh, let's try to impact men with this podcast. And it's appropriate that I'm announcing these statistical achievements, so to speak, uh, on, a, on the day when I am going to be talking about what I'm about to, to tell you. And that is that, you know, this past weekend or this past week, there was a horrible shooting in Midland, Odessa. I have some connection to Midland, Odessa. Uh, I have dear friends down there. I often speak at a church called Mid-Cities Church, which I really recommend to anybody who lives in the area. When I saw the news break on television about this crazy shooter who killed seven people and wounded about 22 more, I immediately texted my friend Daniel Stevens, who's the pastor of that church, asked him what was going on. He said the SWAT crews were, SWAT teams were in the parking lot of his church at that moment, and they were on lockdown. Now, everybody at the church proved to be okay, but it was tough. It was dangerous. Uh, it was tense. And now, of course, that church, a number of thousands of church, uh, people in that church are trying to be healing agents in that community. But it's a tough, tough thing. And the reason I bring all of this up is to say that if we need to make a case for the cause of great manhood, if we need to make a case for podcasts like this, if we need to give a reason for what we're doing and what we're contending, we need look no farther farther than the shooters that have terrorized in our society. Are you, are you aware that just in the month of August in the United States, 56 people were killed in mass shootings in the United States? Now, I want you to think about that. It's become so commonplace, you can't even remember all of the mass shootings that occurred in August in the United States because they come at us so rapidly. But here's what I want you to hear. And I know when I say this, I upset some people, but I frankly don't care in this particular case that we talk all the time about Muslims coming into the United States. We talk about Muslim terrorists. And I realize that's a theme worldwide. And there's no question that there are extremist Muslims uh, who have caused great damage and destruction. But in the United States, for the most part, it is not Muslim extremists who have caused the most problems. It is, as I've often said, and I've said it on this podcast, young, white, untethered, unfathered, unprincipled young men who, yes, are probably emotionally troubled, but who then have weapons, and that's not a debate I want to get into in this moment about the weapons, and who do horrible things. It is almost always young, white, unfathered young men. I'm going to say it again. I want you to hear it. It is almost always young, unfathered, 
white. I keep on saying white. I think that's important because we don't want to make this about any minority group. White young men who are unfathered. Just listen to me for a moment. Let me tell you a little bit about some of the major shootings that have happened in recent years. Here's some research you may not know. And boy, if if you don't leave hearing this podcast with a new passion for building noble manhood and the men you know, then I got to tell you there's something missing in us. Nicholas Cruz, you may know that name. He was the one who uh, went and shot up the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida in 2018. I'm sure you remember that. He killed 14 students and three staff members at that school. Now, his adopted father had died when he was six, and he never had a significant male figure in his life again. In other words, Nicholas Cruz was essentially unfathered. Not because a man was in the home and not fathering him. That would have been bad enough, and some of the stories that we have are like that but because there was no male role model in his life. And when that happens, no one's there to call out manhood from your soul. No one's there to teach you how to deal with your drives. No one's there to talk to you about your testosterone. No one's there to keep an eye on you, teach you how to use power, keep you how to teach you how to deal with your wounds. A mother might be doing the best she can do, but in this case, she was not able to restrain this young man on her own. In fact, Uh, In some of these cases, the mother was the first one shot by these young men. So there's one of the stories. Let's talk about Dylan Roof. He's one I've spent a lot of time researching because his story is so heinous. This is the young man who walked into a church in Charleston, South Carolina, and joined a prayer meeting for a while. This was an African-American church, a very uh, historic African-American church in Charleston, South Carolina. His parents divorced before he was born, and he had no father in the home to teach him the ways of a man. So instead, he chose violent racism as an alternative mentor in his life. He gravitated to racist leaders. He gravitated to racist ideologies. He gravitated to guns and to the anger that was expressed through white supremacy. And after he sat through that prayer meeting, he pulled out a gun and killed nine the very people who had hosted him. Killed them right there in the church during an evening prayer meeting. Why? There was no father in the home. His parents divorced before he was born. He never had a father figure except for white-sheeted white supremacists in the United States. You may remember the name of Adam Lanza. He's the young man who killed his mother and then 20 elementary school children at the Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newton, Connecticut. You you remember this now. You remember how horrible this was. Literally walked into an elementary school and shot first, second, third, fourth graders, shot little children. He was, they say he was mentally ill, but I, I have to warn you about something. The press always starts talking about these people being mentally ill, and I'm not sure it always is mental illness. I certainly think it's emotional illness. I certainly think it's character issues and values issues and false ideologies and false religions, but I'm not sure these people are always mentally ill. In fact, some of them are quite intelligent. They're just emotionally troubled. So Adam Lanza killed 20 elementary school children while they were just going through their day, eating their lunch, having recess, taking their naps, playing with their toys in the sandbox. His parents also uh, had had trouble And he had not talked to his father in the two years prior 
to that traumatic incident. Now, what am I trying to say by giving negative stories? Fathers are essential. Fathers are powerful. Fathers can make a difference. And most of the young men who are demonizing or traumatizing our society, one of the biggest issues in their lives is fatherlessness, that fathers are either not around at all, alive, or not present in any meaningful way in their lives. And I'm going to keep on going because I know some of you might say, well, these are just random stories, but consider for a moment. These are actual stats that, of course, have sources. I didn't make these up. 75% of adolescent murders are uh, murderers are from fatherless homes. 63% of youth suicides are from fatherless home homes. 85% of children with behavioral disorders only have a mother in the home. Now, I want to say real quickly, do not think we're putting down mothers. God knows we're not. I'm so grateful for the moms who have hung in there. And you can't, there is no such thing as a daddy mom. You can't, you can't do both roles. But women have done their roles as well as they can. And many times, tell you what, nothing moves me as much as to hear some guy, some great big old football player weeping his eyes out, talking about his father was never around, but his mother made the difference. And that's why he's got any character and any success in his life. And he's crying like a baby at 320 pounds and bench pressing 600 pounds. I mean, I've seen it time and time again, and it moves me because moms can make a huge difference, but they shouldn't have to be doing it alone. Listen to this. 85% of all children with behavioral disorders come from fatherless homes. 90% of all homeless and runaway children come from fatherless homes. 71% of all high school dropouts are from fatherless homes. 75% of all teens in treatment for chemical abuse are from what? Fatherless homes. 63% of youth suicides are from fatherless homes. 89% of rapists come from fatherless homes. 70% of juveniles in state institutions are from fatherless homes. 85% of all youths in prisons are from fatherless homes. I could keep on going, but just listen to this. Children from fatherless homes are five times more likely to commit suicide, 32 times more likely to run away, 20 times more likely to be emotionally troubled, 14 times more likely to commit rape, nine times more likely to end up in a state institution of some kind, and 20 times more likely to end up in prison than children with a father in the home. Now, we don't just do what we do. We don't just teach and emphasize great manhood, noble manhood, righteous manhood, godly manhood, because of the cause of fathering and how valuable it is. It's certainly part of the picture. And there are good organizations that are devoted exclusive to fathering. It's part of what we do. It's part of what we're emphasizing. But I just, just by showing you this one part of the role a man ought to play in society and in the world, can you see the power of it? Can you see the, the, the power of what a man can do? You know, Scripture tells us in Ephesians that a man should not provoke his children to anger. And why does Scripture have to say that? Because a man has that power. A man who fathers badly has the power to create angry, bitter children. But the the important thing I want to say about that scripture is that that a man has that power, which means he also has the power to create awesome, unangry, loving, passionate, uh, generous, righteous kids. He's got that power. That's why he has to be warned about the use of it. And here we see one of the greatest plagues, certainly in American society, 
is fatherlessness. And the statistics are stunning. In fact, some sociologists and health experts say that fatherlessness is the biggest plague socially we've got going in America. Worse than drugs, worse than opioids, worse than porn, worse than social media addictions. So hear me. On this 100th podcast of The Great Man Podcast, I'm so grateful you're here. I know you listen because you're working hard to do the right things. But once in a while, we got to stop and we got to say, we do this because it helps to heal one of the greatest plagues besetting our society, and that's fatherlessness. And in the wake of the Midland-Odessa shooting, we've got to be aware that this is going to continue unless we begin. We can't fix Guys who are 16 years old never had a father. We can't put a father in the home there at the last minute. Let me tell you something. The rest of us who can reach to troubled young men, do you know that a man who's not even the biological father of a young man can make as much as an 85% difference in a young man's life? You got a 16-year-old, he's never been fathered, but some guy in the community pulls him in, loves him, speaks to him, models manhood to him, uh, begins to father him a bit. He can make an 85% difference. He can't completely replace the biological father in the home, but he can make an 85% difference. That young man can grow up to be something amazing because someone put an arm, or as they say at my largely African-American church, got a hand on a man. I love the way they say that. Got to get a hand on a man, care about a man, get close to him, get your hand on him, get your hand on his shoulder, put your arm around his neck, love him a bit. That's what we want to be doing. And that's what we're about here at the Great Man Podcast. Thanks for being part of us. Thanks for being part of the first hundred. Here's to thousands more. Let's change our generation of manhood. To join the Great Man community or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's two essential books for men. Mansfield's book of manly men and building your band of brothers as well as some other great resources for becoming a great man the great man podcast is a Mansfield group production 